Matt and Chris are teachers, high school and elementary, respectively. This past spring, Matt had a great idea that he floated to his principal. What if, as a film nerd and movie buff, he created and taught a film course for high schoolers? He was shocked and slightly panicked when she said yes. Matt and Chris spend the summer debating titles and teaching methods, creating a course that we're both proud of. Fast forward to now, three months into the school year, and Matt is a full-fledged film teacher to 60 students. This is the story of how the course is going, what we're watching, and how the students are reacting. Thanks for tuning in. You've joined the class in Film 101. Hi, Matt. Good evening. I'm relieved that our sound was better on the last one. The one piece of feedback we've gotten from all of our single, I don't even know how to say that, like single digit number of fans. Our listener. Our listener is that, is that sometimes the sound is not, the sound quality is not great. We were told to get closer to the microphone. That's correct. Let's see if now that helps. Now we're almost making out. <laughs> yeah, our noses are touching. Is uh, this better? I just feel like, no, I just feel like uh, maybe the recording software has gotten a little better and we're, we're coming up in the world. Possibly. It also is possible that um, we had poorly connected the microphone to the receiver for the microphone that connects to the computer for a while. That, really? That's well, no, 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 maybe. All right. We're certainly not tech wizards. You're no. much more of a wizard than I am. But Wow. Wizard is a strong term. Uh, so we're back and episode one is, is up. It's a, is a big hit. People <laughs> were asking for it. That's how much of a hit we are. And uh, now we're going to talk about the beginning of Matt's movie course. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. And the, do you want to continue to host this podcast and ask me questions or am correct. I just supposed to no, just no, cook here? No, <laughs> please God. No, no. That's my job is to like guide the conversation. Okay. And to indicate when we need to take a break because we're running out of minutes on our recording software, yeah, which still, despite the better sound folks, still only records 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. So we yeah. still appear to be very vain and hoping for advertising. To... That's right. Although if anybody wants to advertise with us, just let us know. Sure. You could reach ones, ones of, of listeners. <laughs> I got to the same joke. That's so sad. <laughs> okay. So uh, we spent the end of the summer making slideshows. Oh, we did. Uh-huh. We, and by we. And by we, you mean, I mean, I, um, employing chat GPT and, and doing some slideshows that you thought you were going to use on Mondays, which ended up, you tried to use the first few, but then they didn't really yeah. work out. I don't know if we just discussed this last time, but the, no, the we plan didn't. had been that, uh, the weekly cycle would be that Mondays would be, um, intro to the genre, intro to the genre via slideshow slideshows. Yeah. So I had like these 75 minute lectures planned mm -hmm. where there'd be video clips and we'd be talking about the history of the genre from the sort of early silver screen era up to the modern. Um, we would talk about the representation of certain individuals and groups and, uh, representation of people of color, representation of indigenous people, representation of LGBTQ, LGBTQ and other gender identities and so on. And, uh, and you know, and like a, a history and an overview, who are the big actors, who are the big directors, who are the key moments and so on. Good examples of early. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, that sounds like a good idea. And it's then a, in practice, it, it I'm like, realizing that this is like me buying that hoodie in the summer, right? Like there's vacation mat and then there's teacher mat. Vacation mat forgets what the kids are actually like. Yeah. Right. And I did too. I did too. So we spent, well, we over overestimated their <sighs> interest, frankly, and their attention span. Yeah. Well, the, the idea was that the, with video clips and images mm -hmm. and we thought theoretically that would be some cues for questions that mm -hmm. it would be, Oh, he talks for a few minutes and then he shows a clip and then they ask me a question. And, Not enough. And it, and it would be like sort of Socratic. Yeah. 
It didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. It fizzled right away. So that they, so, I mean, I mean, at least, at least two, I think, and got started on a third yeah. slideshows employing chat GPT and, and, and putting in clips from YouTube of good examples and talking about actors and whatever. And Matt used the first one for Western, second one for rom-coms and then sort of abandoned that, that structure of a week. Yeah. And like, frankly, the slideshows were, they lacked detail, which is something that all the AI is going to, mm -hmm. it's going to fail to provide specific information. It gives you as somebody says, it gives you like a B minus answer yeah. to every question you ask. And, um, so we were asking, you know, what are, what are the 10, uh, you know, common tropes of Westerns. And mm. frankly, it wasn't giving me anything that we didn't already know. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was actually quite nonspecific. And I found that in using those slideshows, um, what actually worked better was going off script, mm -hmm. um, and ad living mm -hmm. and, and accessing, um, my own ideas and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that, that, the, the idea though, like to, to go back to the point, not, not to lose the thread here was that Mondays were supposed to be information mm -hmm. delivery. And then Tuesday, Wednesdays were to be screening days mm -hmm. with occasionally on a longer film, it would go into Thursdays mm -hmm. and that on the Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I would stop with 10 minutes or so to go in the period. So at about the 65 minute mark, mm -hmm. um, allowing the kids an opportunity to make notes. And I have a guide, um, a graphic organizer for them to uh, jot their their what they're liking about the film what they don't like about the film any puzzles or questions they have and, then and yet make again a ha 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 summer mat making notes teenagers making notes or are they actually well they, some of them do it uh some of them claim they're doing it on their phones right. some of them are pulling the papers out of their bags mm -hmm. but one of the problems that i didn't really think of was that i'm i'm sort of requiring everybody uh, because I set my room up in such a way that they have no access to desks and I ask them to put their bags away and their phones away. So then when the 10 minutes are available for them, mm -hmm. now they've got to go find their bags right. and there's really no desk for them to work off of. So they're, they're working off their laps or your, their, your logistics were off. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, you know, I gave up the functionality of a classroom, a typical functionality of a classroom to turned into a screening space. Right. But doing that actually, uh, runs counter to the activity I'm asking them to do, which is to, to make some notes. Right. However, they do, some of them do like immediately start talking about what they've seen and they do make notes and they, um, they're, they're taking it fairly seriously. Uh, I would say that it's probably 60, 40 though. Mm -hmm. I think probably 40% mm -hmm. are not That's okay. doing it, but I, I can't be sure. I actually haven't collected that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will. Mm -hmm just to check in. Oh, I'm, I'm just, be, I'm actually worried about yeah, that'll be what, bad. what'll, yeah, what yeah. I'll see. Um, <laughs> so then, then Thursdays, Thursdays were intended to be discussion days Yep. Um, where, you know, a third configuration of the classroom would be used where I put everybody in a large circle. Mm -hmm. And the idea would be to be in a circle and have everybody sit tight together mm -hmm. so that um, conversation would flow more naturally. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a group assessment where you know, depending on the quality of the conversation, I give everybody the same grade and then individually they could assess themselves mm -hmm. and I would add the two marks together. And, uh, you know, those conversations, like the, the first couple of times we tried them, they were long conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, it's taken me guiding them mm -hmm. to, to make the conversations work, but they're working, mm -hmm. um, and they're getting better mm -hmm. all the time and not to get too far ahead of our skis here. Um, when we started in September, I really wasn't sure how it was going to go the extent to which the kids would buy in. And I believe it was a discussion day. The first time you came home and went, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. 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 It, uh, 
there's just there was a lot of reticence to yeah. participate um you know there's kids who aren't comfortable sharing um or won't share like despite how safe a space it is and how comfortable i'm trying to make them feel they just won't they won't share um they're embarrassed by one another mm -hmm. or they're feeling peer pressure or whatever um or they don't think they have anything that's intelligent fun. to say i just realized <clears throat> that that's a fun uh you know like we've 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 put a maybe put a little dent in bullying put a big dent in homophobia and racism maybe what we have not done is encourage them to be proud of their own intelligence yeah. right the the you're a brainer you're you know that that garbage continues to proliferate yeah and there's just it's been a lot of like there's some students that like as soon as somebody starts to talk they just laugh at them yes. because they're friendly with them and it's like haha you're speaking yeah that you should be embarrassed mm -hmm. and it's it's really an absurd thing yeah. and it's you know i i emphasized you know, we, we need to do, it's almost like the ad lib, um, improv game mm -hmm. where it's like, yes. And like mm -hmm. if somebody offers something, respond to it mm -hmm. and support them and make them feel like their point was worth being made Mentioned, and, yeah. and thank them for the point and ask a follow-up question. And that's really still not happening. Mm. Um, and that may have been just like way over ambitious. Oh, I would have loved this anyway. So Thursdays, that's the way Thursdays are supposed to go. Right. Um, and then Fridays have been work periods for them to write reviews. So I've, I'm asking them fairly simply mm -hmm. to um, write, you know, a paragraph on summarizing the film and identifying the stars and the, you know, the any key pertinent information, the director or whatever. Um, secondarily to identify any themes. Um, like what was the movie about mm -hmm. on the, in the broadest sense and then identify things that they like about the movie and things they don't like about the movie, but, and providing specific examples. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough to say, I like the acting. Um, you want to say, I liked the scene where the actor did this because it made me feel a certain way. Right. So referencing the texts, so to speak, which is the same skills that they would be working on. And it was just one of the, one of the curricular expectations that's in the little package I put together. Should we take a quick break and we'll come back with your first round of movies? Sure. All right. I'll be right back. round was westerns i remember making that slideshow so clearly ah that was and it had like 90 slides or more yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. slides it was way so too many, much so many slides um okay so uh we did you did westerns and what what westerns did you decide to show well so initially the children initially i wanted to show stagecoach yes um which is but they don't like black and white, Matt. Yeah, and don't. I don't want to watch black and white. Yeah. I have no reason for not wanting to watch black and white. I just don't want to watch it. I don't like Teenagers it. Teenagers are fun. How many have you watched? None. None. But I don't like I don't it. like them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the closed-mindedness specifically, that was tough. Um, so Stagecoach was initially planned, and I was going to show the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Um, and... Uh, I decided that a three hour Western was probably not the way to go. And then yeah. black and white was probably not the way to go. So then I, so thinking on his feet, yeah, Matt decided re on reconsidered things, especially the one of my two classes seemed a lot less interested in things that were say older than five years old. Right. Right. They, yes. All they want is like as modern as possible. So who do we, who do we come back to in this podcast, Matt? Leonardo DiCaprio. We go to Leo. <laughs> we yeah. Go to so Leo. for one class I showed the Revenant. Mm -hmm uh and then, seemingly a great choice we'll come back on that <laughs> yeah and then the other was uh the other class saw the wild bunch hmm. the peck and paw film and um from you know, what year in 1969 I okay so that one that one that class, in that color 
That, yeah, but that group can handle something older than five years, and the first group. Couldn't. And they did handle it. They didn't love it, but yeah. they were open to criticizing it. And actually, you know, something that they don't like is maybe a better way to start. Better way to start. Yeah, yeah like unify yourselves in a common hatred of something. Yes. Um, or find things that are like you don't want to show them a perfect film. Not that yes. there are a lot of those out there. Yeah. You know, you could argue that there are none. Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't want to show them something that's like inarguably great. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that was great. No discussion to be had. Right. Um, Easier wild, to discuss when you don't like it. The Wild Bunch elicited a lot of conversation, partially because the plot's fairly convoluted. Mm -hmm. um, the kids had a hard time differentiating who was who mm -hmm. uh, because the characters aren't named exactly. Or um, they just look like it's just a bunch of old-timey white guys. Mm -hmm. And the kids are like, who's this guy? I thought he was with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, they didn't understand motivations. There was a lot of subtlety, mm -hmm. which is weird because it's a peck and pop film and like the the action scenes and the violence are way over the top. And that was why I showed it to them because it was extremely violent, but in a 1969 way. Right. So it wasn't like um, exploitative mm -hmm. or like, like Tarantino. Uh, yeah. Um, it wasn't something that was like going to horrify them mm -hmm. or gross anybody out but it showed the ramifications of gunfire mm -hmm. in a way that Westerns hadn't done it before. That was, that was sort of my key idea. Was mm -hmm. it sort of, a, it, it appears to revel in the violence, but then actually the violence is, is off putting mm -hmm. and, and horrible. And I thought that, that was where our conversation would go. And how did the Revenant go, Matt? The Revenant what, was received really well. Mm -hmm. The kids were way into it. Um, it is a, obviously, well, I'm assuming that people listening to this know these movies. Mm -hmm. The Revenant's gorgeous to mm -hmm. look at. Um, it is, it covered one of the bases, both the Westerns covered one of the bases that the principal wanted covered, which was to, to talk about, uh, people of color mm -hmm. and indigenous people mm -hmm. specifically. And the wild bunch does that using, um, Mexican, the, mm -hmm. the, the story happens on the Mexican U S border. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the Revenant, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is, um, was married to and had a child with an indigenous woman. Mm -hmm. He himself is a white British descended settler. Mm -hmm. um, and it's him and his son at the beginning. And they're being besieged on all sides by uh, indigenous tribes who um, don't want them on their territory, essentially. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there was unfortunately, and something I, I didn't realize, it, it slipped so there by was, me. There was one word. One just word. One, I mean, there's lots of words that Matt's trying to, to avoid in this course. But there's one word in particular that we're really trying to avoid because it's gotten teachers in trouble in the last couple of years everywhere, but in our board specifically, we have yeah. examples of. So, and that word is the N-word. Yeah. And so Matt watches The Revenant, assuming how could there possibly be an N-word in this movie? And it's not in the parent's guide on IMDb, so I guess I'm fine. And I hadn't, like, I'm going to admit, and I shouldn't be admitting this because... Your principal might hear this podcast <laughs> one day, yeah. but... It was not thoroughly pre-screened. No. Well, we've um, seen it. We've seen it. And, and, and it made no impact on yeah, us because we didn't notice. What happens is that at one point, uh, Tom Hardy, who is the supporting villain mm -hmm. character, the antagonist in this film, mumbles something off screen. He's not actually on screen, but his voice can noticed. be heard. Yes. We don't watch things with subtitles on. And I, yeah, all the time. he says something that is patently offensive mm -hmm. and that uses that word. Mm -hmm. And because I am trying to be as inclusive as possible mm -hmm. uh, and to help kids out, mm -hmm. the subtitles are on mm -hmm. on every film I show. So there's on, no arguing. Yeah. So that the that's word what was in there. 
comes up on the screen. <laughs> and then it comes up again, like moments later. And Matt came home and went, Chris, I lost my job today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did what we're supposed to do, which is I paused and we talked about it. We broke mm -hmm. it down. I never used the word, mm -hmm. um, but it was like, let's acknowledge that it's there. Mm -hmm. Let's acknowledge the context in which it was used. Let's acknowledge that it likely made people feel uncomfortable in the room. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It was not my intention. But the kids were like... And the kids were like, don't worry about it. Yeah, cool Don't, about don't it. sweat it. Yeah. But it still like made me yeah. turn it like a full body sweat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like here we are three weeks into this And course. you talked to your principal about it and she was like, yeah, sounds like you dealt with it perfectly. That was the best part, right? Yeah. 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 So, so. it ended up... Um, ended up being like a learning, teachable moment and early in the course, which is great. Yeah. Like you'd hate to have that happen now and be like, Oh, I'm just trucking along and then have this negative thing happen halfway through. It was better to happen at the beginning. And you learned about mm -hmm. more about pre-screening and making sure and Googling the hell out of things that you don't have time to watch. And I think it worked out great. Yeah. Really. And the Revenant, like other than that, um, it was great. Yeah. The great kids choice. are really compelled by it. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. Um, well, very well acted. And you got the tougher class kind of maybe a little bit more on board. Yeah, they bought in. They knew that we were going to like push the boundaries a little bit with yes. like, what could be shown. And yeah. It was not something that any of them would have ever sought out themselves. And uh, kind of also got a genre that is quintessential to American cinema out of the way. Yes. It's simultaneously important to cover it mm -hmm. because of the themes and, and that. But then it's also like probably the least likely to appeal to suburban kids in mm -hmm. Southern Ontario. Yes. Um, in 2020. I think I tried to talk you out of doing Westerns at one point. Yeah. Uh, like I wasn't going to be talked out of that one. Um, cause I thought it mattered. You've suggested like burying it a little bit yeah. in the course, like don't lead with it. But the reality is, is that we didn't lead with it like that. I, when we, we I've delighted this year, we skipped over it, but I, the first two and a half weeks of the course mm -hmm. had nothing to do with film like genres at all. It was mm -hmm. all about like the technical elements of, filmmaking mm -hmm. we talked about acting the vocabulary we talked about vocabulary we talked about what what is cinematography we talked yeah. a lot about personal tastes mm -hmm. um and how do they know when they've seen something good and how do they know when they've seen something that's not good and um so uh, that was we were like at that point we we're almost a month in mm -hmm. before we actually screened anything i hadn't shown them a film up to that point what was your second week matt or your second group of films the second group of films were romantic comedies i had more to say about this one yeah, you had a lot of input on it. When yeah. I, uh, one of the things that I hit on pretty quickly was that for rom-coms, uh, they're sort of universally the same length. Mm -hmm. They're all like between 90 and 100 minutes. Women ain't got no time. Apparently. That's what it is. You're being Short. very uh, gender specific here. Women are going to watch rom-coms. Men watch rom-coms. I like rom-coms. Yeah, you like rom-coms, but I don't see you seeking one out to go see with Tom. No, Tom's his movie watching buddy showed it to Tom who does not listen to this podcast. We're going to go see, generally we see things that are historical or that mm -hmm. are made by preeminent directors. Name the preeminent directors who are making romantic comedies today. Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron's dead. I know that. I'm just saying. You do, eh? Yes, I did know that. Okay. Do you think I didn't know that? I really did know that. Okay. Um, but no, I think that you're not going to see rom-coms. Mostly women are watching rom-coms and at home and they can't be longer than two hours because we don't have any time. 90 minutes. That's what it 90 is. Minutes. I'm so you, short that, ass movie. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, um, and because the uh, slideshows weren't working particularly well, mm -hmm. um, even after the first week with the Westerns, it was yeah. like, eh, this wasn't well received, made the decision to go with a double feature 
for the rom-coms. And I'll explain that, I guess, when we come back from our next break. After the break. Yeah. All right. Well, after the break, be right back. rom-coms rom-coms double feature uh and you know if you listened to catch up chrissy you know what one of, at least one of the films is yeah when harry met sally you know, the so best rom-com ever made when harry met sally was, was a Come easy choice <laughs> um and then so each each class got to see two yeah so one class saw when harry met sally and i paired that with pretty woman mm-hmm. and then, which you had some misgivings about which we can talk about in a moment yeah i just remembered there being some sex in it mm-hmm um it's nothing graphic but it's not graphic no um and it turned out to be fine yes of course it is and then for the other class they're teenagers in 2023 they've all seen porn on their phones yeah that's the reality of the world oh, we, and live we in. should get my our son a phone shouldn't we well we should but we're gonna police it we talked about this yeah 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 i know i don't know about this world i don't either but is... hiding from it isn't gonna help him no anyway um that digression aside the other class saw uh the wedding singer mm-hmm and my best friend's wedding and the wedding singer also ended up being problematic which we can discuss as well so when harry met sally they loved it yeah yeah they did and Duh. yeah they they laughed when they should have laughed yeah. they were touched by the romance um a couple of them were you know a little wet-eyed at the mm-hmm. end um they quite enjoyed what they saw there mm-hmm. and you know seeing it again for me and watching it, it was like when I watched it with you, it was like seeing it through your eyes. I was right. getting to watch it with these kids who were all seeing it for the first time as well. Right. And it was like, I feel like I'd done a service. Yes. Like at that point, like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is an important, this is an important American film. This might be a top 100 American films. So I, I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but when I was in high school, when we were in high school, there was a grade 13 for those international listeners that we have. There was grade 13 and one of my grade 13, they call them OAC and my OAC, one of my OAC English credits was a film course, which I still reference to this day. And I just realized right now that like you are these kids, Mr. Lane. Mm-hmm. I talk about Mr. Lane like on a like biannual basis where I'm like, oh yeah, we watched that movie in film class. Or like, oh, remember I did this project? Like Amy and I will still talk about it, reference it. So I think this is cool. I just realized that, that like there's going to be kids one day who are like, oh, you haven't seen When Harry Met Sally? Oh my God, I watched that in film class with Mr. Thomas and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You should see it. It's so good. Yeah. Like that's, 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 you are doing a service. I hope you so. You are. I hope so. Okay. And they watched uh, Pretty, Pretty, Woman. Pretty Woman and Pretty Woman. Um, they liked it or not? They did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, they loved Julia Roberts. How could you not? We had, you know, our big com- mistake, big Huge. mistake. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, conversations about, you know, Richard Gere and the, the power dynamic and the relationship. Like it, it actually, the conversation spun off into, gender roles gender and... roles and healthy relationships and right. and um a lot of interesting stuff uh were they like sex worker positive <laughs> yeah they are generally like yeah yeah um big changes come into society kids in the are next very years. very liberal yeah in general mm-hmm. like some some are not some no. are like staunchly conservative but by and large kids are very liberal mm-hmm. and very permissive mm-hmm. so yeah they didn't they didn't bat an eyelash at Julia Roberts being a prostitute. And I was right. just like, well, okay, that's what she does. Right. Is she good at it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so that it went pretty well. Good. Other uh, class. The other class, we did the wedding singer and my best friend's wedding. The wedding singer, uh, this was problem number two in in the planning. So again, we're trying to be meticulous about showing the kids things that are not gonna be triggering or mm-hmm. problematic. And I feel like this one was 
accidentally problematic, but not in the same way as the Revenant. Like, I feel like it was my, it was the same kind of thing where you needed to stop. Like you, I'm sure you brought it up in the discussion afterwards, but that it would be, while it might be triggering for some, it would be more of a conversation starter. Yes. Yeah, it was. And the, the, the topic that we're discussing all around here is the, the uh, treatment of the trans character played mm -hmm. by Alexis Arquette, mm -hmm. who is part of Sandler's ensemble, the wedding band ensemble and sings mm -hmm. backup vocals and is really treated quite poorly mm -hmm. by the screenwriters. And, and they're the butt of a joke that keeps getting made, mm -hmm. you know, and there's the film coasts by on being generally fairly sweet mm -hmm. and it's not mean-spirited drew barrymore and drew barrymore is very charming and the the, the love between sandler and barrymore and their chemistry works and all that um Are they friends in real life yeah i think they so seem like they'd be friends yeah in real well life. i mean i think all the billionaires hang out together well yeah i guess so but yeah um but it's got that sandlerian like that verb yes, um, i like it yeah or adjective i guess sandlerian mm. um obsession with dick and fart jokes essentially yeah. and like there's just always a level of crassness and the crassness is pointed at the you know, george yeah. the alexis arquette character and um so we had a conversation about that mm -hmm. about how that was like actually not hiding the fact that they're doing it it wasn't even subtle right in particular mm -hmm. and one of the biggest laugh lines in the movie is a, a obscenely drunken steve buscemi going "Ooh, i like her mm -hmm. right and it's like yeah, meanwhile, they're cutting to other tables who are horrified to see this transgendered individual singing. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, what, what, once somebody says, what is this? What is, what's happening? And right. They're disgusted. So we yeah. talked about that. We broke that down. It was actually a good conversation. Good. And then my, my best friend's wedding, we, we talked a little bit about healthy relationships and how like in, in that movie, just simple communication would have solved a lot of problems. As, as now that you've pointed that out, right? Like as it does in so many movies we watch where we're just like, if you just told them this, yeah. it would solve this major problem you're having. Yeah. Stupid. And it's I, lazy I, writing. I could just feel some of the boys slipping away. Yeah. In the, in that one, there was a couple of elements in that that were actually quite cinematic. There's a scene where, um, Julia Roberts <clears throat> and Dermot Mulroney are traveling <clears throat> on the Chicago river and they're under a bridge mm -hmm. and he's talking about, you know, a moment passing. And then just as he says that they pass from shadow back into sunlight coming mm. up from under the bridge. And I, I pointed out to the kids. I'm like, that was the symbol of the moment passing was the change in the lighting. Yes. And one of the kids was like, wow. Yeah. Oh man. And it's, it's simple observations like that actually that are, um, where their conversations really go. Nice. Sometimes it's pointing stuff out to them that they wouldn't have otherwise noticed. Yeah. Um, but they, they were into it. And overall, like teenagers, not well known for their introspection, their intention, <laughs> attention to subtle, yeah, subtle, subtlety. subtlety. Yeah. So that was, that was the, the rom-coms. And again, the conversations were good there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, picking them out was a combination of what do we have on the shelves? Um, what is appropriate? Some rom-coms, especially <laughs> hang on, recently. Hang on, hang on. By, by picking out what we have on the shelves. What do you mean by that, Matt? I, our listeners may not know. Well, most of them have seen my house, our house, but but not all of them have. Maybe do we still have? I wonder if we still have our friends in Europe. This is my point. Yeah, Matt has twenty three hundred. How many DVDs do we have? Probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. we have over two thousand DVDs and Blu-rays in our basement that are organized uh, category like alphabetically. 
uh, both Blu-rays in one section and then DVDs in the rest. So that's what he means when he says, pull the one off the shelf. Yeah. He means the shelf in our house. The shelves. Yes. Yeah. So I looked around and, and tried to find stuff that was not going to be too sexual in content. That was going to be genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I liked and was familiar with. One of the things we talked about in the in the wedding singer was the use of music and the mm-hmm. soundtrack to really tell you how to feel. Mm-hmm. Like if that's that's a movie that without the music in it, you'd be like, "What what's happening?" Here? Yes, like this is it looks cheap and stage staged. Like there's nothing particularly cinematic about it. Yes, but the music is an example of like sort of masterful manipulation because the songs were often like really on the nose, mm-hmm. but it works for that's the, fine because it's Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, but the, out of the out of those, the, the kids preferred the wedding singer in the mm-hmm. one class to my best friend's wedding, and in the other class, they preferred when Harry met Sally to Pretty Woman. Are we coming back with another section about director and focus? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we'll go a, quick on that one. We're gonna take a quick break and then come back with a quick section on Matt's third week, which or third section, which would have been like coming up to Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So Matt, when when the how the course works is if it's a five day week, it's movies, and if it's a four day week, it's still movies, but it's director and focus, so that they don't have they can do movie 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 and then have a conversation about that director versus just the films yes okay we'll be right back exhausting uh, all this talking truly uh and probably exhausting listening to us too i I hate talking i don't know if you know that No, you don't. Oh, I'm joking. That's absurd. Yeah. That's me being sarcastic. Okay, so the opposite. I like talking. Yeah. So director and focus. Talking. So the, any any week where we have a PA day or a holiday or something like that, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have time for them to have their work period to write their reviews. Mm-hmm. I made the decision that we would do director and focus weeks, and we'd show films back to back, and then the long weekend would come. We come back out of the long weekend, show a third film mm-hmm. in that director's. Uh, collection and oeuvre. then oeuvre <laughs> and then still have time for the discussion and then theoretically two work days to write a bit of a longer assignment right so these are these are a little bit more valuable so the one class the one class uh we watched three films by the coen brothers mm-hmm. um and that was the more challenging class uh yes okay yeah mm-hmm. and i i picked the coen brothers for them because they have an element of humor mm-hmm. um they can be sort of startling they're quirky and they're all color and fairly and recent. New. Yeah. yeah, okay. Even though I went a long way back. I showed Blood Simple, mm-hmm. which was their first film. Then I showed Raising Arizona. And then I showed them No Country for Old Men. Right. And they did not like Raising Arizona. Is that no, right? No. Uh, they were in either indifferent to, to Raising Arizona or they thought it was really stupid. Right. Um, and they didn't get it. But they liked No Country for Old Men. They liked No Country for Old Men. And the, the real film heads in that class preferred Blood Simple the most. Right. Um, with one exception. Mm. Um, but uh, they liked the stylishness right? Uh, and the sort of lurid details of uh, Blood Simple. And the other class did? Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. And that was that was a tough one because that was the first film I had. I don't have a great DVD transfer mm. of it. Uh, was The Lady Vanishes, which is a... His first movie? You no, know, it was one of his last British productions okay. before he came to the United States. And it's really good. It's excellent. Like, I didn't pick it out of the thin air. Mm-hmm. Um and if I was able to screen from Criterion Channel, right. I would have been able to screen, uh, stream it with beautiful Blu-ray quality visuals and subtitles and uh, you know documentaries if I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that. I had a crappy DVD transfer that I had to use because can't I'm not just, allowed to stream at school. We shouldn't say this on the podcast, but like, are you sure you can't get Criterion at work? 
No, I can get it. Oh. I just I, I not can't. Allowed. Yeah, okay, like got I, it. it's like Netflix or Disney Plus. We're not allowed to use it at work. No, no, no. But Netflix and Disney Plus, they blocked. Yeah, I know I can get You can get Criterion. We're yeah. just not using it because we're not allowed to. Okay, yeah. got it, got no. it. Look at you following the rules. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing that. So then that but that meant the kids had to watch a black and white film. Right. Um with, not with a like a bit transfer. of a hiss in the soundtrack right. and the image was a little grainy in spots. And right. It was not perfect. And they had to really struggle with it. Um, and it was in black and white mm-hmm. and it challenged them. It pushed them and they weren't, some kids really were into it. They really dug it. Others were not into it. And then the other two films I showed was rear window and then psycho. And of those three, I want to guess, go ahead. Psycho. No, Oh. rear window was the one that they liked the most. Shocking. Yeah. I thought they'd like the psycho cause it has the big twist and it has the shower scene. Which I assumed they had all seen. They had not oh. seen the shower scene. And then when the shower scene passed in class, I was like, I paused it. And I'm like, is everybody good? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you not see what just happened? Like the, yeah. And we went back and watched it again. Yeah. And then I had to rescreen it. Uh, one of the problems is when kids miss. Yeah. I have to find a way to rescreen things. And right. technically the rules state that I can't screen at lunch. I can't do it before or after school. It has to be in educational blocks. Right. So, so how did you fit it in on the Friday or the Thursday and the Friday when everybody else was talking, everybody else was talking, everybody's doing their writing. I, I rescreened the mm. last half of psycho for some of the kids. Right. And that was, um, that worked out well. Yeah. That worked out well. And, and generally speaking, I think they, they appreciated Hitchcock and they mm. saw some of the, some commonalities. Some of them mm. are like really simple commonalities and other things they were like, they picked up on some subtle stuff. Good. Now, whether they're going to, chat gpt or not i don't know to find answers mm-hmm. but they, they did find some stuff Good. that was yeah Good. so those that was um that was the director focus and it worked well the the only trouble was that their assignments have not really come in mm-hmm. so i'm still waiting on a few right because well, i'm asking for a little more there i'm asking them to uh provide in a paragraph the plot synopses of the three films mm-hmm. and then identify in one body paragraph each common elements three common elements so it'd be like a four paragraph right piece of writing um, I've made it an option for them to do podcasts. There's a couple of kids who've been doing podcasts. Um, a couple of them do slideshows cool. instead. Um, and they've been, they actually look really great. And the podcasts sound great. The recordings okay. sound good. Um, but most kids are sticking to writing. Mm-hmm. But the writing's Which actually getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Yes. Um, there's less and less attention to detail that's right. happening. And part of the reason is I've, I think I've watered down the course a little bit with too much work, but I don't know how else to do it. Right. Like I suppose I could have done two week arcs all the way through mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're going to just focus on genre or we're going to yeah. show you three Westerns. And yeah. then we're going to, you're going to write one thing on Westerns and it'd be every two weeks that have something to write instead of every week. Right. That might you're not asking them to write like a, like a 10,000 page paper every week. You're asking them to write, write like a paragraph yeah, every week. Yeah. It's like a page max. Yeah. And then for the director and focus, it's like a two page max. Right. But they no. just, if you tell them two pages, they go, Oh, I'd rather do one. Right. And then if you tell them it's one page, Oh, I'd rather do a paragraph. Right. You can't win. They always want to reduce it down to, I don't want the to do anything, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is hard. Yeah. Right. And they're like, it's just a movie class. Why can't we just watch movies? I'm like, well, I can't give you a grade based on yeah, watching movies, just watching movies. And, and one of the things that like by this point in the course was starting to become apparent was that some kids weren't watching. Right. That they were like fighting tooth and nail to not watch. Well, they want to look at their phones. They want to go to sleep. Those are the and, kids and this that was by it this wouldn't time. matter what you were doing. Then that shows us that, yeah. that that does not matter. You could be, they, we put them in gym. You could put them, they're just not interested in learning. Yeah. But there's, it's funny because they, the kids are creatures of habit, mm-hmm. right? So 
um, you try to establish good habits early. Mm -hmm. And so I, I set the room up in such a way where the, the television is in a, a good spot. So there's no glare on the screen. And I set the chairs up in rows or concentric circles around the screen. And some kids like every week without fail, they go right up front. Mm -hmm. And then there's another row that gets in behind them and they're, they stay close to, mm -hmm. and then there's a third row of seats. And those kids at the back generally draw their chairs all the way to the back of the room, mm -hmm. spread themselves out all over the place. Yeah, automatically disengaged. Yeah. They yeah. just disengage from the experience, the communal experience of seeing a film. And I, I truly believe like I would, ideally we'd have a theater space that I could use, Of course, but we don't. No. So I'm making the best of it. Yeah. Um, but that the, the communal, when, when, when the group laughs, when the group's frightened, when the group yeah. feels something like you feel it too, there's something about sitting communally watching a film. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're trying to achieve that. By this point in the course, there were kids who were like trying to find a, a wall to lean against so they could go to sleep. Right. You know, and then that manifests in lousy discussions, frankly, because then you've got six or seven or eight kids who are trying to sneak their phones back out of their bags mm -hmm. and who didn't watch the movie. So they have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. And it, it can get pretty aggravating yeah. when it's like, not only did you not watch the movie, but now, now you're, you're derailing the conversation. You're derailing the conversation. Else. And these are the same kids who are laughing when yeah. one of their buddies says something. Yeah. So it becomes really, really well, frustrating. It's, it's so layered, right? Like even with me teaching grade seven and eight this year, I see it more that like, you've just got layer upon layer upon layer. They're like metamorphic rocks of like trauma and bad experiences in school and like anxiety anxiety and lack of engagement and and lack of respect for education and like it just gets to a point where i don't know what we can do to engage those kids yeah. it's sad to say but like i just don't i don't know that there's anything we can do by the time they get to you to have them be engaged if a movie class where you're picking things it is engaging 90 percent of the kids I don't know what we can do to get to that last 10%. But it's it's typical of me in teaching and probably you as well, that like that's who I get fixated on. Of course. And it's to the of detriment course. of the kids who are engaged. Yeah, but they'll be fine. We were those kids too, right? We were yeah. the engaged kids. They ended and we, up okay. And this is it. We were fine. But um, but yeah, no, I, I do I do fixate on those kids too. And, I'm just and they, like, they just disproportionately require our attention. Yeah. And in this case, like it's <laughs> it's remarkable how allergic they seem to be to their own education because it doesn't, doesn't matter what the content is. Yeah. If you ask them to think critically about something or to communicate, mm -hmm. um, they just, they won't, it doesn't matter what it's about. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, well, but like all, overall like this, I do the, feel like you've gotten to a few of them though, which we'll get into. I don't want to end this on a negative Nelly point. So just like going, I'm just looking at our plan here. Matt has a written plan for the rest of these episodes. I know, I know we're running out of time. Um, that, that there's there that you have there have been a few of that eight that you're talking about that like you have been made some progress oh yeah so i feel like that's good and then and the we'll next batch of genres yeah spoke to me more and my enthusiasm has helped i think right them encourage them to be enthusiastic too that's the end of our episode bye for now happy birthday thank you it's matt's birthday today folks happy birthday matt thanks darling <laughs> see you next time bye bye, bye.